Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's going <laughs> to pop eight, then you're going to pop her out, man. So we're going... <laughs> we moved into the balls D portion of it. <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. It's like like Mex- Mexican there, food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. This is episode number 97. Uh, my name is Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. With me today are two of my good buddies. Uh, first of all, we have Mr. Jerry Me. What's going on, man? Not much. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing great, man. And we also have a uh, friend of the cast, fellow podcaster, uh, Mr. Joe Gardner. What's going on, Joe? Not much, man. What's new with you? <laughs> not much. Not much. Uh, Joe is one of our friends. We actually got a chance to meet him for the first time in person Uh down at GP Columbus, he came up from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, and uh, we had a great, great weekend. Uh, got to draft, got to play some Legacy, and had a pretty sweet, sweet time. Uh, just enjoying the, the the nightlife that Columbus has to offer, I guess. So. Oh yeah, can I can I say something to Jerry? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> About two weeks after Columbus, I heard your impression of me. <laughs> Yes, for our, the podcast. our listeners who remember, uh, Joe was also our hype man at GP Columbus, <laughs> and I did a uh, I did a great impression of Joe. On the can can we hear that again? So we have the way back machine. Yeah, the way back machine, Pat. Let's dig that clip out of the bag. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was complimentary. I mean, you know, Jerry's a little tone deaf, so maybe it didn't come out. <laughs> I have a degree in music, good sir. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, uh, Joe, I know you've done a few podcasts yourself, and, uh, and you're a prolific uh, MTG player down in the, uh, in, the, in the region of Knoxville. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your background in, uh, in Magic? Sure, man. So I started playing Magic in 1995. When, you know, the cards were good and then they printed Urza Saga. Um, <laughs> changed everything. No, I, I remember one of the first competitive decks I ever played was Mono Green Stompy. Uh, then I played Sneak Attack when it was in Standard. So. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, I've been playing the game a very long time. I feel like I've gotten better, but, uh, even if I've not gotten better, I play more often now. So. <laughs> Quick, quick question. What what were you sneaking into play when Sneak Attack was in standard? Sarah Avatar. (laughs) Ah, that's a good one. (laughs) Sarah Avatars and Crater Hellions. Um, And and ideally, you played a red-black deck with Dark Ritual to get the Sneak Attack in play on turn two, and hopefully win on turn three, so... That's that's like not even a half bad deck in today's (laughs) magic. (laughs) Um... Well, you keep in mind that uh, Yogmoth's Bargain and mm-hmm. Yogmoth's Will were both illegal. Oh, yes, also in standard at the time. <laughs> it, yes. <laughs> with, with Dark Rituals. So, To be fair, I would play standard if that's what standard was. <laughs> Jerry, there's nothing fair. You can't say to be fair. There's nothing fair about that. About that <laughs> it was a very good deck. Very good standard deck. So. No, uh, 
but yeah, I, I've been playing, I've played a lot of Magic over the years, over the 21 years I've played. Um, as far as Magic projects, uh, a couple, three years ago, me and some friends started recording Extra Turns podcast, which was supposed to be sort of a grab, ba- grab bag news type podcast. And, uh, it, it worked out okay. We ended up just getting rid of it. Um, everybody, Used to get together and record. We all lived in the same apartment complex, and then, poof, everybody moved out, and it just mm-hmm. kind of died. Um, now I, we record from the bench. Yeah, which is actually a great podcast. So the first the first time I got a chance to listen to you was actually on uh, the Extraterrestrials podcast, which I still maintain has probably the best sign-off of any podcast I've listened to. Uh, so I think today we're gonna do that because I really I really like that outro. You're just gonna um, steal their outro, Pat? <laughs> well, I'm gonna have Joe do it. I'm gonna have uh, Joe do it because I, I, I miss it I and I want to hear it again. It to you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and uh, and and now you're doing uh, from the bench, which is you, uh, Alex, and a few of your other friends. And I mean, I, I I give a lot of respect to people who can all meet up for podcasts. Like I know like uh, Magic the Amateuring is a good one who meets up. They do like they actually do a video podcast along with their audio podcast. Um, there's no way that Jerry and I could do that every week. I mean, first of all, we can't find Adrian. and He's, he's still in Borneo, man, I'm telling no you. No idea where this man is. No idea. And uh, it just, you know, us living like, you know, probably an hour away from each other makes it a little dip- bit difficult. But you seem, you guys seem to be doing pretty well. You're on a, you've had a few, you know, a few episodes on your belt, and uh, it seems to be going pretty well, right? Yeah, we're, we're nine episodes in, and this whole podcast started on the way back from Atlanta. We went to an open and in the car ride back from Atlanta to Knoxville, it was about three hours. And we had the best magic conversation in that car that I've had in years. And somebody said, why don't we record this? Now we record it. <laughs> um, and we put it on the Internet for everyone to criticize. So now it, that's that's all we do with it. It's Awesome. Well, and you guys can find that on MTG Cast. Is, do you guys have a, a separate iTunes feed or... Just... We have a SoundCloud iTunes feed okay. that Alex manages. I think it's three episodes back out of our nine. Okay, cool. So I'll I'll put that link in the show notes. If you guys like our podcast, you will like theirs. They uh, delve a little bit deeper into the other formats of Magic. They talk about Standard, uh, more about Modern, it seems. And uh, I know you get to squeeze some Legacy in there, so I appreciate that, Joe. Yeah, I try to squeeze a legacy and vintage in when I can, and they try to squeeze it out. So. <laughs> well, speaking of legacy, um, I know you were playing a, a pretty fun deck uh, at a SCG. I'm oh, sorry, at the GP Columbus. Um, so tell me about like your favorite uh, legacy decks and what do you play now? Um, well, right now I play any deck I can in legacy except Dredge because Dredge players are bad. <laughs> Perfect segue from last week's episode. Yeah, did you listen to our last episode? <laughs> I listened to it today on the way to North Carolina. Um, I yelled at the radio a lot. <laughs> As a reformed uh, Belcher player, I very much enjoyed playing against Dredge. Uh, so, no, right now, I think you all, were, yeah, you all were with me when I got the Tabernacle oh, yeah. in Columbus. Oh, yeah. So I have got lands completely built, and I have been playing lands a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I started Legacy with Death and Taxes, so I still have it sleeved up. Uh, well, that's the episode. Everyone, time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, that's Jerry's personal nemesis. 
Oh, I know, I know. Um. <laughs> it was great when we when we test played each other at Columbus. We both had the foiled out decks. It was foiled out death and taxes versus foiled out sneak and show. <laughs> well, you had black border duels, and uh, my ports were not foil yet. Oh so. my god, it was still an embarrassment of riches, gentlemen. <laughs> Let's put the decks away. Let's put the rulers away. <laughs> I got like I got like white border duels from Revise that are beat to shit, and like I have like a my scalding tarns are barely like legal to play in like a, in a deck in a tournament. You guys are like yeah my 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 my, my what, duels aren't for black. Wait, what's that, Pat? Next time we play, I'll just uh, ask the judge to do a deck check real uh, deck check real quick. Uh, check the tarns. Well, just, you know what, Jerry? I can, I can play with a bunch of standard cards and probably still beat you. So. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> uh, um, and I know you were on you were on Belcher at uh, SG Columbus, which was pretty yeah. fun to watch you play. Uh, I, I appreciated the uh, pulling out the poison token every game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, it helps get your opponent excited for a fun game of Magic that you may or may not play. There's nothing wrong so. with playing with a little a few mind games, you know. <laughs> no, no, you are absolutely right. Uh, People get mad and yell at you though when you you know lay a poison counter out and put some green dice next to it and your decks <laughs> and, uh, infect sleeves and you're in an infect box. So, oh, it was great. <laughs> this instant tilt from your opponents—that's great. You know, if you can't win, just at least piss them off. Right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, uh, I didn't get a chance to go out and play any paper magic. I got to play a bunch of. Um, Magic Online. Uh, did you guys get a chance to play any Legacy this week? I played a Legacy League on Magic Online with Dredge, so we can talk all about that, because that's Joe's favorite deck. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, plug your ears. Jerry, yeah. how'd it go? Uh, I actually went 4-1. and one. Uh, I won my first four rounds. Uh, shout out to Aaron uh, for giving those tips, because I just kind of made them, made them fear me, and it worked out. And then in the fifth round, uh, I played Burn, Ugh. and I hadn't the deck I was playing didn't have the updated side. I didn't have Iona in my sideboard. You did not. I did not. So oh, I did. That is, that is like Aaron's favorite like card against Burn. Yeah. She hates Burn so much. Exactly. I've heard her talk about like turn one Iona naming red, and yep. they just scoop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So didn't have the Iona, so it was not a free win for me at all. Uh, I beat them game one. Uh, Game two, my sideboard plan was just make them fear me. I didn't board anything. I just left it as it was, and they turned zeroed uh, Leyline of the Void. Ugh. So I scooped it up. Yeah. Uh, game three, I did bring in my uh, Nature's Claims, and game three, once again, he goes turn zero uh, Nether Void. I go, uh, you know, land Nature's Claim, because I luckily had it in my opening seven. Kill his Nether Void. But that just still set me on the back foot back enough that Burn was just the quicker deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that does that does happen. I actually uh, uh, I played Eldrazi again online, and I was playing the tournament practice room, and I must have played like twenty matches, and I maybe dropped three games, like three like actual matches, mm-hmm. um, and they all went to like three games. So it wasn't like I was getting blown out of anything. So I was feeling really good, <clears throat> and uh, hopped in one of the leagues. And I ended up going 2-3, which wasn't, I wasn't very impressed with. Um, the first round I played against Manalist Dredge, and I won in three games against that deck. Um, like, the second, the game I lost, I mulled a 2, just looking for a ley line. Um, 
Yeah, well, I, you know, I had like seven. It was like a, a decent seven without Leyline. And then I'm like, oh, I'll mold a six and see what happens. And then like six was unplayable, five was unplayable, four was unplayable, two was basically unplayable, but what am I going to do? A multi one, so. Yeah, you um, one. Yeah. <laughs> Out of principle. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, round two, I played against Grixis, um, and that was three, like a three really grindy games. Like I beat him game one pretty easily. Um, like turn two thought not is just so good. Um, but game two, I went for the turn one chalice, got forced, and then he just like wasteland dazed me out of the game. Uh, dazes is just really good against the, the, the Eldrazi deck. Keep your dazes in all the time, even if you're not on the play, because you're going to get one of my things. There's no doubt about it. Is, is that because um, you're pretty much, you're operating in chunks of two? Essentially, yeah. Like, you know, once you have, you know, basically, yeah, you're trying to use as much mana turn as possible. The only... I've actually paid for days by, like, exiling Simeon Spirit Guide once or twice. <laughs> um, but for the most part, yeah, like, if they have days, it's just really good against you. And I feel like a lot of people board them out game two and three, even if they're not in the play. And uh, I think that's actually just wrong. I think it's a really strong card against that deck. Uh, just because you're, you know, as soon as you're able to hit two, you're trying to go for Chalice. As soon as you hit four, you're trying to go for Thought Not Seer. Um, you hit five, usually it's not... You're not actually... Having six mana, usually have like, you know, two soul lands, like an eye, a, an ancient tomb, and say like a cavern of souls. So you're just getting to five. So like, and sending us back a card is a big deal in that deck, because if that deck doesn't curve out properly, um, you're just way behind. Um, nice. You have to, you have to hit those cards. Um, round three, I played against lands, and that is just like a really tough matchup for that deck. Um, I lost a merit Lage in game one. Uh, game two, uh, it was like double thought knots here on like, Turn two, thought not seer. Turn three, thought not seer. Um, so that was kind of a beating. And game three, um, it was just again like a, another Merrill Age that I couldn't stop. Um, so I've actually been kind of thinking about switching up the deck a little bit and splashing white, but I kind of got talked down from there. I think I'm just going to try to be as aggro as possible and not try to water it down. Um, round four, I played another tight three games against Enchantress, which I haven't played against Magic Online before, so that was interesting. Um, Game one was just a pretty like pretty savage beatdown. Um, I think like I thought not here Greenson Zenith out of his hand. And he just couldn't get anything going after that. Uh, game two, like I brought in my uh, my ratchet bombs and <clears throat> he banishing light. My ratchet bomb. I had two ratchet bombs out and I blew one up for solitary confinement on three. I think it was and he had the other one that's a four mana one. Um, I can't remember what it was. But I had tapped it down to, to add a counter to go to four and was gonna ratchet bomb on my upkeep and he banishing light it on, on his turn. And so that was my, those were like my only outs. So I, I just conceded that game. Um, but I forgot that I had like two, I had boarded in two copies of all his dust. Um, which I guess I could have waited and tried to play that, uh, because that would be just savage against that deck. Um, and then, uh, game three, I just had to mold a, mold a four and lost Hammer Cool. Just couldn't get anything going. And then round five. I beat uh, Storm. So, overall, um, I, like, I lost, like, a turn two tendrils in game one and then just won games two and three. But, um, overall, the deck is, like, super fun. I actually really, really like the deck. Um, I'm going to change up my build uh, according to... Closer to, like, this guy called Nolom, and he's on the uh, on MTG Thesaurus, and he plays a lot of the Legacy Leagues and does really well with the colorless uh, Eldrazi deck. So I'm going to uh, switch my list over to be a little bit more like his and see how it goes. So I'm going to try to run another league this week and see how it how it plays out. Nice. Yeah. Good. How about you, Joe? You play any Legacy, man? You know, we, we did some Legacy testing over the weekend, and 
I'm not sure what I got out of it. One of the there were four there were four of us. I was playing lands. One was playing Shardless. One was playing uh, Grixis Delver, and one was playing Eldrazi. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all seem like really good matchups for lands, especially Delver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was easy for me because I'm a golden child. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's easy when they play a Delver, days something, and you play Tabernacle. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. So no, it, it just seemed like. Those were all the good matchups. Nobody's playing Storm. Nobody's playing anything that's just really bad for lands. But, um, yeah, as far as what I can tell you I got from it, you could probably tell me more about the deck than I got from this test session. <laughs> <laughs> uh, play three land a turn and win the game. So Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty... Uh, I found that the lands matchup against uh, against Eldrazi is, can be very, very difficult. Um, if, if we're not like sandbagging a wasteland, if, if basically if we don't curve out and just play our seven card hand like immediately within the first three turns, we're probably just gonna lose. Um, I would agree. I did lose. I think we played, we played eight times, four pre-board, four post-board. Mm-hmm. And I think I went three, one, three, one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the times I did lose was first turn, mimic, mimic, second turn, smasher, 15. Yep, exactly, exactly. Well. Cause, yeah, because then you're, you just don't have enough time to, like, to draw into, like, Wasteland or, uh, what's the, uh, exploration? What's the, uh, the single green that sacks a land and you search up another land? Crop rotation. Uh, crop rotation. Uh, yeah, crop rotate. You don't have time to crop rotate into, like, a thespian stage. Um, and it's, it's tough, too, because, like, in, uh, I guess, like, I guess you board out all your chalices and bring in, like, ley lines and bring in pithing needles against, Against for lands, I'm not really sure. The, the Python needle comes in for sure. Yeah. Um, Leyline of the Void is very good to bring in. I'm not sure if it does or doesn't come in. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Uh, that's the other thing too is like I found that like um, I played against like all like tier you know I mean with the exception of Enchantress I guess like tier one decks in the league and in the tournament practice room it was kind of like I got a mix I got a mix of tier mm. 1 decks and then a mix of kind of brewy That's what I was decks. telling you man tournament practice room doesn't mean shit <laughs> I know I know but like I still think it's valid for learning like kind of the ins and outs of your deck and just getting to play it properly um It's like playing bots it's like playing bots in any other game that's what I would Absolutely No that's that's room. really true that's like playing NFL blitz against the computer <laughs> Great game well, <laughs> Blitz 64 before I, play, before I played anything on Moto I, I would put in Many many games in the practice room. Yeah, you know, just there are interactions you don't think of when you're looking at these lists, or at least you you may. I don't. I well, don't like, think of when I look at these lists. For sure, like um, uh, Ayavugan. There's been times where I've kept like two Ayavugan openers, thinking that they were actually um, uh, uh, Eldrazi temples, and you don't want two legendary lands in your opener that actually <laughs> can't tap for any mana. It's just really bad. <laughs> um, so that's happened. That happened to me once, and it hasn't happened since. But that is an interaction that, like, you know, you just kind of quickly look over your hand. You don't really think about it too much. That uh, you feel like a pretty bad dope doing that. Um, I used to do that with uh, aggro loam all the time because scrubland and savanna look so similar, especially if you're colorblind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's it's just a flat greenish white line. <laughs> That's the art for both of those pieces. <laughs> Speaking of, I played against a deck that had like a like a I don't know like a twelve twelve night of, night of the reliquary. That's tough for uh, Eldrazi to beat. <laughs> As all night should be. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was. I really enjoyed the deck, though, man. Like, it feels so good to play turn one chalice. Ah, oh, just like 
it's the best feeling I've had in Legacy in a long, long time. So, have you played the Turn One Chalice and just had your opponent concede? Uh, I've played Turn One Chalice and had my opponent play like one or two lands and not play another card for the rest of the game. But I haven't. I don't know if I've had anyone anyone outright concede. If it happens, I'll take a screenshot because I'm sure that's uh that's a fun that's a fun that's a fun time <laughs> playing Magic the most interactive way I can. Yeah, <laughs> Turn One Chalice against elves. Yeah. Very, very, very <laughs> oh yeah, I actually haven't played against elves uh, yet with this deck. Um, I think that uh, one of the cards that I really like that I don't see enough of in the deck, and I might throw in an extra copy or two, is Warping Whale. Like, especially against a deck like Nickfit is just really good if you can shut off their veteran explorers. Uh, it's great against uh, a deck like Death and Taxes because Mom can be a, b- a bit of a beating. And uh, speaking of Death and Taxes, actually, since you mentioned it, uh, Joe. I did play against Death and Taxes online with New Thalia. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which they actually had Old Thalia and New Thalia on the board at the same time, and that was a that was a beating. How do you have you played that in the deck? Wait, yet? how did they have both uh, at the same time? I don't know. They have they have different names, so you can have them both. Uh, it's, not, it's not like a Planeswalker. Yeah, Planeswalkers. It doesn't matter if it's different names. That's right. some that's some inconsistent yeah. rules bullshit right there. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> uh, it was it was rough though, man. It was like New Thalia is just a beating. It's a beating, and it doesn't like Warping Wheel doesn't help you there. So in Eldrazi, like you have to kill it in combat, and like having your lands come in tapped, having your creatures come in tapped. Like when your when your Smasher comes in tapped, you're like this is the worst. It's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> why am I paying five mana for a five five that does nothing? It's limited. That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's very true. There's not a ton of interaction in Eldrazi, but it does feel good to be just like a straight-up aggro deck in Smash Face all the time. I mean, if you really look at the Eldrazi deck, and I have no no Loam's list pulled up here, mm-hmm. and you discount the land, just take the land out of the equation, this deck's really bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, it I definitely mean, is. None of your cards do anything particularly particularly strong. Jidday's mm-hmm. a broken card. Yep. It's just broken. Uh, Chalice of the Void can just win you games by being turn off your opponent's deck. Um, but no, none of these cards. Endless one, you're going to play an X mana creature in Legacy. That yeah, makes, it's that's, that's literally it's literally just a curve filler. Like that's the only reason why it's played. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen some lists play uh, splash some of the other Eldrazi in there. Um, I've seen like an, uh, one of Ulamog before the Ceaseless Hunger. <laughs> Um, which is, like, I don't know if you actually play that, because getting to 10 mana, like, for instance, uh, Eye of Ugin has the ability that you can pay 7 and tap it and search for an Eldrazi, which seems like that's, like, a broken, like, just an awesome, uh, like, uh, uh ability on a land, but because Eye of Ugin doesn't actually tap for any mana, you don't very often have the ability to pl- pay 7, believe it or not, so, because even though we're playing, like, 6 drops, like, Ayabugan is not is like discounting that. We're just not getting like seven mana often to play out. So, how is your miracles matchup? Oh my god, it's so good. That's the way. That's probably why I'll never put Eldrazi away completely. <laughs> um, it just smashes miracles. Like there's not you know aside from Swords to Plowshares, they can't really remove like your big creatures. Um, they have a hard time playing like the counterbalance game because like yeah okay like you might get my fo- my my two and three drops, but you're probably not getting my four drop. You're definitely not getting my five, um, you, you, or my six, I think, because I think Terminus is a seven mana. Um, Chalice for one against them is really good, and Terminus they don't is, often. Uh, Terminus is six. Is it six? Okay, so I guess if they're floating a Terminus on the on you know on the top, then they have that. Um, 
Eldrazi is just really strong against them. The, like I said, Chalice for one is very good. Uh, they need to like naturally draw a Terminus. Uh, if you have Chalice for one, like they can't brainstorm into it. They can't ponder into it. They just have to naturally draw it off the top of their deck. Um, so yeah, my Miracles matchup has been great. I feel like every time I play the deck, it's just a beating. Um, and, uh, I really enjoy it. I really, 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 really like that matchup. <laughs> I've lost to it so many times with, uh, with Delver deck. So to be able to play against it and kind of smash up on it a little bit is, uh, a little bit too much fun, so. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, um, so let's see. This week, we did have, uh, some spoilers come out for Conspiracy Take the Crown. Um, I figured we could go over some of the highlights of it if you guys wanted to kind of pick one each. Yeah, I mean, I thought it's shaping up to be a really cool set so far. Uh, First Conspiracy had a lot of sweet reprints, like Misdirection, Exploration, Stifle was huge, because Stifle used to be an expensive card. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> but uh, <Yeah. laughs> Conspiracy 2 looks to be shaping up to be much the same. Yeah, the, and it looks like there's some pretty powerful, like, a couple of powerful cards printed in there, right? Yeah, oh, I definitely see some legacy playable cards. Yeah, yeah. Um. so let's run down the list. I, I kind of picked a few. If there's any that I missed, please feel free to uh, to talk about them. I think the first one um, that has been like the big kind of talk of the town has been Recruiter of the Guard. Yeah, I mean that came out today, so that was huge. Yeah, I mean it's basically like Imperial Recruiter, right, if I'm not mistaken? It's the opposite. So Imperial Recruiter is red. It's same stats. They're both two in their respective color. Uh, this one's white. Uh, Imperial Recruiter was red back in the day. Right. right. Imper- yeah, I, I'm sorry. I mean like a color shifted Yeah, color shifted. Well, it's also that Imperial Recruiter looked at power, right? whereas Recruiter of the Guard looks at uh, toughness. Mm -hmm. So when Recruiter of the Guard enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card with toughness, two or less, uh, reveal it, and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Does that affect anything in Painter? Right, which that was my question. What do we see in Painter decks that that won't get now? Uh, isn't Painter Servant a 1-3? I think it is. Yeah, so... It's kind of a big deal, right? Yep, it's a 1-3. So this does not make Painter Servant a cheaper deck. You still need the Phyrexian, uh, the, uh, Imperial Recruiters for the Painter Servant deck. So unfortunately, Painter Servant, uh, players are out of luck. <laughs> but... Do you think this could be a budget substitute? Like, if you have one, one, like, say, Imperial Recruiter and three Recruiter of the Guard, you could get away with it? No. Not is there anything they're searching for that's a that's that recruiter of the guard would get? Uh, it would get imperial. It would get imperial recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so that's not a good budget deck, Pat. <laughs> well, well, I guess if you have three ways to get imperial recruiter, I mean, right? yeah, but that's like <laughs> that's like, oh, hey, I have this combo. It's like I have sneak attack, but it's not actually sneak attack. It's a card that says, "Look for sneak attack and put it into your hand." <laughs> yeah, Peter Servants of one three. So Don't worry about countering this card. Just counter the card I'm gonna find with it. <laughs> it's just it's just rough. Like Imperial Recruiter is like a three hundred dollar card, you know. Uh, I don't think it's quite that high, but uh... that's the average on TCG player three twenty nine. Really? Yeah, that might not be market price, so that's just that's just average. So yeah. Um. So yeah, unfortunately, it does not make Painter Servant cheaper. What it does make cheaper is Alluren. Okay. So no. Alluren is actually one. of... <laughs> oh, Joe, do you have do you have feelings towards Alluren? 
the fact that it spiked 217% this week. Wait, no, the, ca- the card Aluren has, par- has spiked that much? It's like 50 bucks. Aluren is? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm glad I picked my play set up for fi- uh, 40 <laughs> earlier this afternoon. <laughs> oh, that yeah. worked out. So, yeah, Alluring is a sweet deck. It's actually near and dear to my heart because it's the second deck I ever made in Legacy after Stasis. <laughs> um, so the way Alluring works is Alluring is this uh, card from Tempest. It's an enchantment for two green-green. And what it says is any player can play a creature card with total casting cost three or less uh, with at instant speed. So both players get to play creatures that cost three or less at instant speed for free. Um, and what the deck does is it then has this card called Cavern Harpy from uh, Plane Shift. And Ca- Cavern Harpy is a blue and a black uh, for a, uh, I believe it's a 2-1 or a 1-1. doesn't really matter what its power is. But it's a flying creature that says when it comes into play, return target blue or black creature card uh, from play to your hand. And then it also has pay one life, return Cavern Harpy to your hand. So what you do is you play Cavern Harpy, you bounce Cavern Harpy itself to its trigger of entering the battlefield, and Aluren lets you play Cavern Harpy for free, so you basically get to loop it in an infinite combo. Uh, so you play infinite creatures, play infinite spells, so you get infinite storm, uh, anything you have that may trigger off of a creature coming into play triggers infinite times, um, there's just a lot of cool stuff you can do with it once you get that lock going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Alluren was always a really expensive deck, because in order to find the Cavern Harpies, uh, you had to run the Imperial Recruiters. Now, instead of playing red for Imperial Recruiter, you can play white, which is arguably a much better color for the Aluren deck, because it gives you a lot more sideboard options. Um, and now it just makes the Aluren deck a lot more affordable. Well, until it spiked to $50. <laughs> <laughs> 50 bucks. I'm looking at it right well, now. <laughs> Woo! You can get them on Channel Fireball for a reasonable 45 apiece. I got them for $9.99 apiece this morning. Wow, Jesus. Jerry. Savage. Do you think that that's why they spiked because oh, of this card that just got spoiled? 100%. I posted it in the Facebook group. Hey, guys. Hang on, I don't hang know on. about Jerry, you. Jerry, how many did you buy? Did you buy them all? <laughs> Jerry, did you pull an Adrian and buy all the oh Lawrence? Only four. I did post it as I was buying them. Uh, I posted in the Facebook group that uh, people should go out and get them if they're looking to play the deck. Your voice moved the price of this card, Jerry. <laughs> just sitting in my ivory to- uh, tower on Wall Street. <laughs> Uh, fixing the oil market? No, I got more important things to do today. <laughs> I'm buying out Lurin. So, so definitely a cool reprint. Uh, might bring this kind of neat creature deck to the front, forefront. Although it's probably doubtful because Miracles is still a deck, and I yeah, don't think I, that you I know think, this is going to beat Miracles. Yeah, unless there's some like really cool brew that comes out of it, like the a Bant Lurin deck. Um, I don't think it is gonna go to the forefront of the meta by any means because you still resolve it. You, you're still basing your entire deck around resolving a four mana enchantment. Yep. And honestly, if you're doing that, why don't you just do sneak attack? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So another cool uh reprint. This is not a a, a new printing, but Phyrexian Arena got reprinted with some really sick art. Yeah, it looks good. That's pretty awesome. Um. Let's see, what else is on the list of these guys? Uh, what about Burning Wish? 
Burning Wish yeah, was a nice reprint. Wish. Same art. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Same art. So a new frame with the same art. Um, that's nice. That's a nice reprint because that's kind of creeped up in price lately, hasn't it? Yeah. It it always bounces back and forth between like ten and twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see where it's at now. Probably a lot less now that it was spoiled. <laughs> Yeah, they tend to they tend to start dropping them, and and also kind of in the same vein, we have Inquisition of Kozilek, mm-hmm. with another reprint with really bad art. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Burning Wish should have been about twelve to fifteen dollars before the spoiler announcement. Okay. So it wasn't too high, but it's it'll definitely take a a bit of a chunk out of that. Um. I'm gonna save my favorite card for last, so we're gonna scroll past the blue cards here. Um, Why is that even on the list? <laughs> because it has the best art I've ever seen on a magic card, and I'm going to buy a giant print of it and put it in my room. Um, I think if I start streaming, that's going to be like, that will be the green screen setup that I have behind me. Is Well, you know what, since we're talking about it now, it's uh, Jeering Homunculus. It just <laughs> I, the, I saw it on the list, and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this card yet, and I pull it up, and I'm like... It's literally just a little homunculus. So, you know, they basically look like uh, Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. It's just a giant eyeball with arms and legs. Yep, and much. he's just walking through a crowd, like, flipping people off. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a useless card for the format because it's, like, it's one in the blue. Uh, when Jerry Homunculus enters the battlefield, you may goad target creature, which I think is a great keyword. Um, and it just basically means that that creature must attack a player other than you, if able, on the next combat. Um it's just really funny. It's just like I don't know, man. How many how many magic cards have someone flipping people off in the art? Probably not many. <laughs> Does it this count? Maybe the only one. <laughs> Does it count as flipping people off if it only has three fingers? It's the middle finger, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think the last one, and correct me if I'm wrong, that that has any kind of even this is probably not relevant in Legacy, but uh, the Kaya Ghost Assassin. Um, the the new uh, planeswalker from the set, uh, two white black, um, has a loyalty of five. Uh, comes in, it has a zero ability of exile Kaya Ghost Assassin, or up to one target creature. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of your next upkeep. You lose two life. Uh, it has a minus one. Each opponent loses two life, and you gain two life. And a minus two of each opponent discards a card, and you draw a card. So I can't imagine this is going to be any good in the format. No. Are you, are you joking? No. This is like the Dak Faden of the set. This card okay. is definitely I understand that it's playable. a Planeswalker. Okay, well, let's talk about the deck that wants this card. Yeah, where does it go? I don't yeah. see where it goes. Um, I see it going into Esper Stoneblade. I see it going Why? into Dead Guy Ale. Why because do you, right, well, okay. it builds its own deck. I actually even I wrote about it this week. I love this card. Okay, well, you know what, Jerry? Since you wrote about it, let's go. Let's. We'll, you want to talk about your article a little bit? Yeah. Because I don't. I don't see a build for this card. Oh, this card is sweet. I also know Aaron and Kate uh, are behind this card as well because they also wrote articles about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> people people think that like like every planeswalker has a deck to be in, and I just don't. I don't see it here. I would not go that far, but this deck definitely does. It blinks creatures. It blinks them. (laughs) So blinking means exiling a creature and then returning it to play. And you know what happens when you do that? 
Any creature that has an enters the battlefield effect re-triggers. So you're going to blink Siege Rhino? Is that no. what you're saying? I haven't read your article yet, but I'm assuming that's where you're going no, with No, I'm going to blink Snapcaster Mage. I'm going to blink Stoneforge Mystic. I'm going to blink uh, cards like... Uh, Sin Collector, Shriek Maw, uh, Blade Splicer. Also, even better is if you uh, play it with Containment Priest, Kaya just reads zero exile target creature. Because with Containment Priest in play, uh, the exiled cards don't come back. Mm-hmm. That is something I never thought about. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, <laughs> I, I was talking to uh, Aaron about this, and, like, so, what I don't like about it is that she can't actually kill creatures. She can kill, like, actual spirit tokens, which is kind of, I guess, flavorful. Um, I guess she'll blink, like, an opposing Merit Lage, um, which is probably the best target for it, as far as, like, the, the opponent's stuff. Yeah, um, that'd be bad. Yeah. You're, you're, um, you're blinking your own stuff. You're not really supposed to be blinking your opponent's stuff unless you have a Containment Priest in play. Well, Emerald Age is fine at Blink. I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, also, a cute trick with her is with Flicker Wisp. You exile the Flicker Wisp. Flicker Wisp comes into play at end of turn. Flicker Wisp re-triggers. Flicker Wisp exiles something of theirs, and they don't mm-hmm. come into play until their next turn. So you can use that as a way to effectively keep something off the board forever for an opponent. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, like as long as you have a Flicker Wisp. Well, you lose two life every time you activate it, so not forever. You still need to find a permanent answer sometime. Well, that's why you play it with Deathrite Shaman uh, and other cards to help you gain the life back. But also, mm-hmm. yeah, know, but if you're blinking, if you're blinking, if you're exiling creatures, you never have a way to gain life. Yeah, it's not a permanent solution. I mean, I'm not saying you should be doing that for ten turns in a row. I'm just saying that these are the options that are available to you. What you really want to be doing is blinking your own creatures for value. Blinking a Snapcaster Mage is probably one of the best things you can do with her, so I think she definitely leans herself towards Esper. Um, but I can definitely see a Dead Guy Ale build with her. So, like, Deathrite Shaman, Stoneforge Mystic, Dark Confidant, and Containment Priest uh, at, in, like, a Dead Guy Ale shell. Mm. Um, I, I mean, mean, she also just, like, can shred hands. Like, each opponent discards a card and you draw a card. Like, that's a really good ability on its own. For four? Ah, uh, I don't know. She's, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with I, that. I'm sorry, Pat. I forgot that all you do is just bash bash creatures <laughs> together. <laughs> she like, is a grindy planeswalker. She go. She yeah. wants to be played alongside like Liliana and Jace. Sure, but like, isn't like a? Don't you want a grindy planeswalker to be in like a miracles bill that's going to be the best grindy deck of grindy decks? There's different types of grinding. Miracles is all about kind of controlling the stack and not allowing anything to resolve. She goes into a more of a board presence uh, grind where she's just grinding value. Mm-hmm. But this is just a value planeswalker. Right. It doesn't have an ability to win the game. Mm-hmm. And it's competing in the four mana spot with things like you just said, Jace, which has the ability to win the game. Um, yeah, that, that's very interesting that the, the it's ultimate doesn't like doesn't have like a some kind of emblem that you get or some big splashy effect. She doesn't have an uh, ultimate. That's kind of her her. Well, that, well deal. yeah, you know, you know what I mean though. Like her minus two. Mm-hmm. She 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 has no way to plus except by exiling herself. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know. I'm not sold on this card, but 
if you want to put this together, Jerry, we can uh, we can play some games with it. Oh yeah, I'm actually I'm looking forward to playing her with uh, Recruiter of the Guard. <laughs> Recruiter of the Guard is she gets to tutor for a creature each turn because you blink uh, the recor- Recruiter of the Guard. Okay, who comes into play? Actually, that wouldn't that be great in this deck because all your guys are like yeah three power except for or except for two, uh, two toughness or less. No, yeah, that, yeah, that's sorry. what I'm saying. Like uh, a black white dead guy elf deck. Recruiter of the Guard, you know, Stoneforge, uh, Dark Confidant, Flicker Wisp. The thing I found when writing the article is there are so many awesome creatures to play with her that I could not decide them all. Yeah. Hmm. But the one problem with her blinking is it's sorcery speed, so they have a chance to respond to it. You zero, and they can respond. Yeah, but are they going to deal five damage to her at instant speed? No, but what if they just path the creature you're trying to blink? Uh... Does that? Yeah, I guess that works. So you can path the creature. Um, I mean, yeah, it, that is something that they can do, but I feel that's kind of just the, well, it dies to removal argument. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's how a lot of things in magic operate. Hmm. Oh, it's interesting. Like, I, the article is very neat. Um, the deck is cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, I've become such a skeptic over the year on this podcast, man. And I'm just like, Adrian's gotten too much to me, man, and I just don't believe that there's any, there's <laughs> well, no light left in this format. <laughs> Adrian also, Adrian also said Warping Whale was a terrible card that would never be seen, that would never see play. <laughs> That's also true, and I love that card, so. <laughs> uh, I mean, there, there's definitely things, you know, I've definitely, uh, gone against cards that have ended up being very playable. Um, uh, but I, I have good feelings for, uh, Kea. I think she is just as good, if not better, than Dak Faden. Yeah. Like, Dak Faden doesn't win the game by himself. Dak Faden doesn't kill any creatures. Dak Faden's still a legacy playable planeswalker. Well, I think Dak Faden was printed for vintage. Yeah. They, I think Wizard said, let's make a vintage planeswalker. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> so. Uh, so interesting card. Um, were there anything, any other cards that were spoiled that you guys want to talk about? I think we kind of hit all the big ones. Did we say Pick. Inquisition of Kozilek? Yeah, I did. I, did, I mentioned that um, when we were talking about uh, Burning Wish being being reprinted. Um, Other than that, I haven't really read over too many of the new cards because I feel this set is so freaking wordy. Like looking at all the cards, there's like a like three paragraphs on each card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, some of like the the actual conspiracy cards are pretty neat too. Mm-hmm. Seems like the set would be fun to play uh, as a. As a draft format, um, unfortunately you'll never play it on Magic Online. But if you can get some friends together to play the set, I bet that would be a, a good amount of fun. Yeah. Oh, I just realized. So how are they going to release these marquee cards on Magic Online? They don't. Uh, you couldn't well, even play the you couldn't play the first conspiracy on Magic Online either. Well, no. What they did is right around the same time uh, that Conspiracy One came out, Vintage Masters came out on Magic Online, and Vintage Masters as an online only set. Mm-hmm. had uh, a lot of the key cards in Conspiracy in it. Um, so I feel Wizard is probably going to do a similar thing uh, this time around, where we may see, like, Vintage Masters 2 uh, and, like, be spoiled in a couple months uh, with a lot of the key cards from Conspiracy 2. With, like, Kaya in it? Yeah, with, like, basically all the cards that they know are going to be playable uh, or even like remotely playable. Uh, like, I, I doubt it. The conspiracy cards don't get printed on there, but a bunch of the other cards do. That's what they did I, with conspiracy one. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen though. I don't see the reason for them to want to do that. 
I mean, they have to if it's going to affect certain sets. Like, can you imagine if, like, Kaya became a tier one deck? They In what? In Legacy? Yeah, in Legacy. It, yeah, they don't care about that, though. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, they don't, they don't care. They like, don't say they care, but I think they would care if, that, if, if a card was hugely popular in paper and it wasn't on Magic Online, even just from a dollar perspective. Oh, this card's awesome. People are buying packs left and right in paper to get this card. Why don't we do the same thing for Magic Online? Um, I, I just feel like uh, because Kaya's not going to be an actual card in Legacy, that probably doesn't matter. Uh, I, I hear a bet coming on, Pat. <laughs> Jerry, what happened the last time when you made a bet? You had to pay for my Eternal Master Trap. Yep, I mean, that was then, this is now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So let's let's lay it down here. Uh, what are we gonna do? if you can if you can four zero an an F and M with having <laughs> having Kaya in your deck? I don't even care if it's on the sideboard. I'll I'll buy into your I'll buy into your next F and M if you want. Uh, how come um, your bet that you won was a fifty dollar bet and my bet is a ten dollar bet? Well, I mean, you made out the, the terms of the last bet. <laughs> I don't know. What do you what do you think? What do you what do you think is a fair bet here? Uh, I don't know. We'll 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 come up with something. Also, did we ever check the results from the bet before that that we made with Adrian? Which one was that? I think it had something to do also with playability of cards. Oh yeah, he was definitely he was definitely wrong because uh <laughs> definitely lost that. Ah, so there's precedent. Well, he was talking about he was talking about what was it? Uh there wasn't going to be enough legacy playable cards in Origins, I think it was. Was it Origins or was uh, it? Yeah, I think it was Origins. That they wouldn't, there wouldn't be any legacy playable cards there. And, and it, I well, said the argument was that they're all legal and legacy, so they're all legacy playable. But I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he understood what we meant by legacy playable, as in like they're actually playable in the format, not like just legal to play. <laughs> anyway. Uh. <laughs> uh, where is Adrian? Where is? <laughs> Did he ever get the bathroom done? Uh, he did. He did. I don't know. Maybe he decided to tear it down and start it. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, so here, here's a question for you all. In Eternal Masters, they were printing cycles, mm-hmm. um, somewhat of cycles. Do you think we get Cunning Wish back? Uh, do you think we get any of the other wishes back I, in Conspiracy? I don't think so, just because of the way Conspiracy won was formatted it was more a bunch of one-offs um so i don't think they're going to bother doing the cycles for this set because it's so draft centric like they don't want to take up five rare slots for cards that probably aren't going to matter okay Mm. but they could yeah I, i mean wizards can do whatever they want i would love to see a cunning wish reprint that would be awesome i would love to see the reserve list uh disband yeah, I mean, we can take it to the next level. <laughs> uh, what's also with this c- custody peacekeeper on Mythic Spoiler? Is that like post-it note over it, part of the card? <laughs> like, I think it's there to tell you you're supposed to draft it face up and note what number it was. Gotcha. Okay, I was wondering what that was. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I also didn't read this card because it also has like three paragraphs on it. <laughs> they, they, they are very lengthy. They're so long. <laughs> and like I like to read, but look at like this Animus of Perdition. Like that's like point six font on there. <laughs> like I need a magnifying glass to read that. Like these are like old Ice Age cards. 
do you guys feel like uh <laughs> like the conspiracy sets now are essentially Rosewater's unsets like this is as close as it's going to get uh probably yeah i just wish they would do full art lands in conspiracy cuz like oh uh, that'd like, be sweet i like like zendikar is cool though it's the land set it is full art lands but i don't like the the style of zendikar lands like how they're like uh mm-hmm. like a dolly painting like i just yeah. want kind of normal lands full art lands like the, the old unglued and the unhinged lands were so good yeah like give so me just good. some john avon lands See, I want like the the Ravnica lands, full art, yeah. the city background, all that. But yeah. alas, we will never get that. No. Uh, wasn't there like uh like Judge Foyt's promo full art Ravnica lands or something like that? Mm, I, don't I don't know. know. I'm if not there a. Is, I'm about to buy them out. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a uh, like into those kind of things. I bought like a few islands and, and mountains for my uh, blue red deck, but. For the most part, I don't really get into too much into pimping my decks like you guys do. I'm too poor. I have too many children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to just do what I do and just leave them in Tijuana, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I had someone get a hold of me on on uh, on uh, Facebook Messenger, and I wanted to add him to the call to see if he's around. Uh, no new friends. No, no new, new friends. friends. All right, let me hang up on him real quick. Hold on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, Adrian? Ooh, motherfucker. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Scary! <laughs> What's going on, man? What's happening? Adrian, Joe, Joe, Adrian. Hi, Joe. Hello, sir. How are you today? Oh, fucking sir. I don't know now. <laughs> Joe's the southern gentleman. He, he, he's a. He's oh, and I'm already swearing. <laughs> and Adrian is not. Yeah, I, 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 am, I am a masshole. <laughs> you missed it, Adrian. Last week we had a Erin um, on the cast, and she was saying how much she loves your 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 Worcester accent, and she likes she wants you to say uh, uh, a painter servant. <laughs> Really? She loves the way you say painter servant, yeah. Painter servant? Pain- <laughs> I don't know. I like the way Jerry says chains of Mephistopheles. You had to see in there. It's it's, always uh, you guys, I'm sorry. I had the Greek version of the card. <laughs> Jerry, shut up. <laughs> yeah, but this, this only, yeah, I don't even know if I could tally the number of words, though, that have been mispronounced. <laughs> Not that it matters. Hey, no. English is hard. Um, I, so- am, I am getting closer to completing painter servant, though. Are you really? Oh yeah, I got like, I I think I've got four grindstones, two scroll racks, four land taxes, uh, four painter servants. I think I'm looking for two more scroll racks and a play set of Mox diamonds. Nice. And I, I already got two. I already got two uh, in line. I just gotta pick them up. Nice. Very nice. Have you gotten to play Legacy lately? I haven't seen it in any of the shops, but I haven't got a chance to play Paper very much. So. That might- yeah, I, I went to I went to tea. What the hell did I play? I played something, and then I took all my decks apart and put Tim Fins back together. <laughs> so the tournament went well, I see. <laughs> oh, my God, it was fucking terrible. I think, I know one week I played Merfolk, and it actually ended up being pretty bad. Uh, I just, I had, I don't know, man, it was a bad experience. And then I think the next week, I don't know if, I don't think I played Storm. I think I played, uh, yeah, whatever the hell I played. It didn't matter, because I really didn't play. I think I lost every round, and I think the only... I got one win out of the day, and like it wasn't even a round; it was just a game. And I'm like, man, that was bad. <laughs> yep, that comes apart. That uh-huh. comes apart in pieces. Well, uh, 
I'm first of all happy to have you on, Adrian, because we were talking about earlier. Uh, I haven't heard from you in a while, and I wanted to make sure you're. Yeah, well, you know, three weeks ago, I'm like, hey, you guys want to start recording on Mondays? <laughs> I get every week, it's like, oh, I can't do this week. How about Tuesday? All right, yeah. Well, I mean, I I just had a case of the Mondays last week. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, that's what happens when one has a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I clearly don't have one, or do I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we had some uh, some questions on the Facebook page. I figured we might might want to go over them. There's some there's some good ones in here. We have quite a few, so uh, we're gonna start off with we'll just go top to bottom. And uh, Celso was obviously the first one to comment on the thread. I think he lives um, on the thread. He loves it. <laughs> he, he loves like, it so much. He's a thread troll. Uh, actually, Joe, you you met Celso before, right? Yeah, Celso yeah. used to live in Knoxville, I believe. Yep. yep. So, uh, so uh, are you friends with Houston? Do you know Houston? I do know Houston. Uh, friends, I don't know if we're friends, but I know Houston. Um, are you frenemies? No, I like Houston. We just we don't hang out, spend a lot of time together or anything. I just didn't know if you guys get to play at the same shop frequently or anything. You know, the last time I saw him was in Atlanta. So Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you guys so, got to go out of state to see each other. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. I dated a girl like that once. <laughs> um, all right, so... Uh, uh, John's first question was, <laughs> will Jerry ever win a match against Uglo? I have uh, won matches against Uglo. Let the record won, state. Yep, <laughs> yep yeah, the total. You, you've won match against me. You haven't won matches. <laughs> won one. We have four ga- No, not even four games. It's Yeah, you're, I'm three and one against you. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has some, some pop, pop culture questions here, I guess. Favorite Olympics moment from this year's games? I don't know oh, my God. Uh, I got I don't know if it would be like judo wrestler mugged on beach. <laughs> Is that real? Wait, what? Yeah, dude, you didn't hear about that? The guy took a gold medal in fucking judo, went down to the Copacabana beach to celebrate, got mugged, woke got up in the mugged. hospital. Yeah, he was beat up in the hospital the next day. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know why he did from his fight. <laughs> oh, Rio, Rio's been a terrible place to hold the Olympics. Well, I know Ryan Lochte guy held up the swimmer. Yeah, yeah. four of them did in a cab by fake cops. Christ. Anyway. They, they tell him the swimmers, yeah, you can swim and compete in the Olympics, but don't open your mouth in the water. <laughs> have any of you all been to South America? Uh, no. Uh, no, I have not. Okay. The closest I've got has been Mexico. See, your surprise is surprising to me. I've been to South America. This stuff's normal. Oh, no, well, I'm not surprised. I'm, I, I just, I'm like, surprised the committee said, let's do it here. Yeah. Mm. I <laughs> got the got the bid. I was very surprised about that. They don't, like, that's... I'm I'm calling it now. This is going to bring about like the imminent collapse of like Brazil's economy, even though it's already in the shitter. Like this is like it's yeah. like ha- hosting the Olympics is such a terrible financial decision for for cities to do. It's like uh, it's it's awful. They, They're they, not going to be able to recover. They also just hosted the World Cup too. Like that's the same curse. Yeah, it's just real bad, <laughs> real bad. Um, my favorite Olympic moment, actually, you know what my favorite sport is, and it has nothing to do with. The people is it in MMA it. fighting? No, actually, the women's volleyball is by hands down my favorite. It's and it's not because of the women; it's because they're just fucking unbelievable athletes, and it's so much fun to watch. Uh, I find the the volleyball to be the best. That's my favorite. Uh, I don't like all this freaking swimming. I, I find swimming so boring. It is they're, very... they're under the water all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why is synchronized swimming? In the Olympics, by the way. Synchronized swimming is always interesting. You can see them. They're doing things. I don't really know what they're doing, <laughs> but like, you can see them. This is like, ah, oh, there's a bunch of guys in the pool. There they go. I don't, uh, I don't like sports. Well, I don't like, uh, I don't like stroke. 
Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> I don't like sports that rely on like a judge's decision. Uh, whether or not you win or not, you know uh, what yes. I mean. I hear that's not fighting. Like subjective, that? subjective is not that great. No, it's terrible. Oh, Pat, you did MMA, right? Yeah. All right, and that relied on a judge's decision, right? No, I just I submitted on, or knocked out my. Head. I just knocked people the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> if it goes to a judge's decision, first of all, like you wasted people's time, and second of all, like it's just not a good fight. It's not a good fight to go to decision. Hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. If it, if you if you can't beat someone, you have to go to it. You have to have a draw, and you split the prize money. All right, so they should actually do like swimming MMA, <laughs> like, fucking like trying to drown each swimming, other. Swimming, swimming's fine. Swimming's fine, but like synchronized swimming is lame as shit. What about gymnastics? <sighs> it's like super lame. Really? That shit. I find that. Well, it depends. Easy. Like the vault is awesome. Actually, that's my favorite moment when the guy fucking destroyed his leg on the vault. Nice, <laughs> When a guy ruined his career, like, the only thing he's ever done his entire life, when he's, like, lost the ability to do that, that's Jerry's favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, let's be honest for a second. Off of the tears of the innocent, Pat. Let's be, let's be honest for a second. Did anybody actually start watching wrestling when Owen Hart died? I don't I'm know guilty. That is. Okay, guess not. Yeah. All right. I actually Who fucking kids? <laughs> What's that, Joe? I, I quit watching wrestling about that time. Oh, really? Okay. That's when I started watching it because I felt like I missed something. Same thing with, like, uh, football. With um, Heisman. Didn't he fucking snap his leg? Yeah. Oh, Joe Theismann? Yeah, that's it. You, you want to know something about bullshit? For his entire life, Joe Theismann, his last name was pronounced Theismann. And once he started making his run for the Heisman Trophy, they, they as a, for the reason of they wanted to send out, like, their, you know, like, the Heisman candidates could put out, like, uh, they just send postcards to the voters, and they wanted to make it Theismann for Heisman. That was like the saying on his on his fucking card. Isn't that bullshit? Like he changed the pronunciation of his last name for the rest of his life so he could win the Heisman or to like to make a bid for the Heisman award. Nah, man. In the words of Bill Belichick, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> that's not that's not that's not cheating though. That's like that's like sacrificing your family name for I mean, a meaningless award. It's marketing. That's all it is. Yeah, that's fair. Did it, did it work? I mean, it did. Okay. Then worse. <laughs> That's what we call worse. <laughs> um, uh, where where are these Facebook questions? I've been combing through the Facebook page for like ten minutes now, and I can't find them. Yeah, it's there. Um, oh, thanks. Oh, hey, Jerry, if you really want to find it, you'll find it. <laughs> if you want to pat enough to find it. Ah, <laughs> uh, touche, touche. Um, uh, Celso also asked. And these are a lot of Celso questions. We should like limit it to one per person. Um, <laughs> well, don't read any more of Zelda. <laughs> well, this one's actually not bad. This one isn't a, a dig at you. He so. wrote seven questions. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if someone's building toward Grixis Delver and Rug Delver on Magic Online, uh, do they play Blue Red Delver or Grixis Pyromancer in the meantime as they're building their collection up or something else with that card pool? Um, so me personally, I started off with Blue Red Delver and then built into Grixis Delver. But I I don't think that like once you get the duels and the fetches like the cost of the decks really aren't that significant so I don't think it's not it's not like paperware like you need to buy like your duels are like the main cost of your deck and like that will dictate what you play online like because the cards are so liquid and you don't lose a lot of value trading in and out I don't think there's really a need for it I think all you need to do is just actually save your money and buy the deck all at once yeah uh, what, what do you think Jerry? I kind of agree. I also feel Grixis and Blue Red and all those are really bad in the uh, online meta right now because there's so much. Because the other two really cheap decks to build are Miracles and Eldrazi, yeah, which are both 
pretty tough matchups for Blue, Red, and Grixis, so I actually don't think either of those decks are a good starting deck for Magic Online. Uh, Grixis, Grixis Delver, like, is it actually a very good Magic Online deck. It's yeah. It actually it's, has, like, a pretty favorable matchup against Eldrazi. Does it? Yeah, it's, like, 50-50 against the deck, believe it or not. Oh, okay. It's, like, I gave between, up on the deck real quick. Between, like, four four forces, four dazes, and Gurmag Angler matches up really well against all, all your creatures, um, it's... It kind of end like you can get wastelanded out of the game against that deck, so it can be it can be difficult. It's probably fifty fifty. I just knew when I was playing the deck, I just kept getting matched up against Miracles and Eldrazi, and the version mm-hmm. of the deck I was playing wasn't running Abrupt Decay. And okay. I was just getting blown out by Chalice of the Voids and Counterbalance. Yeah, I mean, like I think Grixis is like is probably fifty fifty against like, against Miracles as well, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see that happening, but again, like, you probably have a pretty small sample size. I think overall, like, it, the online metagame has shown, shown, like, it goes basically, like, uh, Miracles, Grixis, Eldrazi, and, like, Death and Taxes, I think, in that order. Mm-hmm. And you just don't see a lot of Death and Taxes on there because of the price of ports, but... Yeah, ports are ridiculously yeah. expensive. An- another deck that's actually re- uh, pretty expensive is Sneak and Show, because, like, Grizzle Brands and uh, Emrakuls are super expensive online. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, you were talking about putting Sneaky Show together and that was really expensive. Yeah. Do you play any uh, Magic Online, Joe? Yeah, I was very sad when you just started talking about it because I bought my first Magic Online Tarmogoyf mm-hmm. and I'm about $400 away from putting together Rug Delver Online. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, finding out now that that's a bad choice <laughs> for that online meta. <laughs> <laughs> the, nice the nice thing is that, like, just because the deck isn't, like, super great right now, it doesn't mean that you can't, like, win a legacy, like, go through a legacy league and do well, or just trading the cards you have into a different deck if you want to play a different deck, you know? Yeah, uh, Tarmogoyfs are super expensive. Like, I don't want to buy them online right now, but it's pretty key to play things like, like, Shardless Bug and basically any other three-color Delver deck besides Grixis. So, I really like the rug build of Delver. So I'm, I'm going with it, and all the cards, like you said, change it over. But, I don't know. I should have built lands. Mm. Yeah, but ports are so expensive. <laughs> ports yeah. are like two hundred dollars. Yeah, two hundred, two fifty. So crazy. I'll have to sell my real underground seas to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't advise that as your financial advisor. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um. All right. So let's see. Moving on. Adam Wallace asks. Who would win in a fight to the death? And doesn't actually give us anyone who's getting matched up. <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> <laughs> a fight to the death? Uh, right. I'm going to go with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> with my <laughs> I think it's Chuck Norris. Yeah, I was actually just about to say Chuck Norris. Uh, I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. Oh. Did you, did, you, did you see that fucking meme? Chuck Norris cut all the Pokemon Go from a landline? <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Uh, um, so, I don't know. I don't know if he's talking about me and Jerry. I don't know if he's just... Uh, going off of Celso's, like, seven questions about the two of us. He could okay. be having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, one thing I did see that was really cool was it was, like, a picture of all the pop culture badasses. So it was, like, Batman, Wolverine, Predator, Terminator, Deadpool, like, all these, like, like uh, comic book and action movie just badasses. And the the line attached to it was, Pick one to protect you while the others try and kill you. Who would you choose? Oh. That's uh, Yeah, that's interesting. I guess, sure. 
Uh, it's hard to imagine that without an actual picture, Jerry. So let me tell you about something, this real visual thing, and then I'm just going to describe <laughs> Look that. into my mind and see it. <laughs> um, all right. So Aaron Gazaniga, friend of the cast. I have it right here. Terms. Why are you going so quick? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here we go for the people who want to play along at home. We got Terminator, Predator, Batman, Wolverine, Hellboy, Judge Dredd for Adrian, uh, Dark... (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. So far, I know two of those. I figured you would know Judge Dredd. That's like an 80s classic. No, what's that? Okay. (laughs) Darth Vader. (laughs) Fine, fine. Just cut it. Cut it. It's a bad idea. Yeah. No, Jerry, no, Jerry's, good, Jerry's got good jokes. I don't know. Who's Judge Dredd? Anyway? <laughs> oh, that was that Roger Rabbit? <laughs> oh, moving on. Was it Roger Rabbit? I don't know. I think uh, Judge Dredd was an actual movie called Judge Dredd. It, exactly. Oh. <laughs> I've never Sylvester seen that guy and Roger Rabbit. Sylvester Stallone. Sure. All right, I know him. <laughs> All right. So, Aaron asks, uh, if you guys are such proud legacy players... And can cast on Monday. Why don't I ever see you at Legacy Tuesday night in Acton? And because we can't cast on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Asian would appreciate that one. And uh, as a follow-up, I was at the Ice Imports with Celso tonight. Did you? Oh, you you skipped that? Or you? I had, I had to work. I had to go down to Connecticut to learn some software. I ended up sending him a text this morning. I'm like, "How far am I from a game?" He goes, "Oh, you're about 20 minutes. Why? You want to go? I'll meet up with you." And I'm like, actually, it starts at 7. I won't be home till fucking midnight. i got to be back here at 9 in the morning. I don't know if I could do it, but I had like I, I had my deck with me all ready to fucking go. I'm like, shit. I'm, I'm thinking I might go up to Westboro tomorrow. Oh, oh the, uh, the Wiz? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I just want to play. I didn't get to make it out Sunday, but I had a whole lot going on this weekend. Yeah. If you go up there with Tin Fins, you'd probably run, run rough shot up there. What, up at? Uh, at the Wiz? Yeah. I've, I've done it in the past. I mean, actually, I, I I did it in the past, and I got face fucked by this one deck. Oh shit! Wow, that's was... an image for our audience at home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had Gaddick Teague, and like, oh, it was fucking crazy. But it was, it was like a, uh, Abzan. I don't know, Dark Maverick, maybe or whatever the hell it was. Death, I don't even think it was a Death Blade, but it was like a. He went with a real quick scavenging ooze that I haven't seen, and I haven't seen the scavenging ooze, and I don't even know how long. Like I thought, Deathrite Shaman's bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> Followed that out with a late line of the void. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Um. All right, and uh, Aaron's follow-up question, which isn't really a follow-up. Well, I guess it is a question. Yes. Why can't Jerry beat Patrick at Legacy? Because Pat cheats. <laughs> I can beat him. I think we're one-one, and my one loss to Pat was on that crazy Othanissa. 12 post build, which it was. I did beat him against in that deck. I don't know why Jerry can't beat me. I, I think he just you needs cheat. to play better magic. Because you cheat. Jerry, you know what? As the uh, as uh, the infamous uh, Bill Parcells said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Uh, do you mean Bill Belichick? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? They're, they're all great coaches. Uh, I don't even know who Bill Parcell is. What? Really? Yeah. He was the Patriots coach before Bill Belichick. <laughs> Uh, okay. Bill Belichick was his assistant. Yeah, you don't know Bill Parcells? He's like a prolific NFL coach. No, I don't, hey. know, I don't know sports ball. Oh, Jesus, Jerry. <laughs> You're, you live in Boston. How do you not know the coach? I, the I, I can walk to Fenway Park, and I went to my first baseball game uh, like a couple months ago. Oh, man. All right. You're kicked off the podcast. Joe, you're our new <laughs> member. <laughs> 
this is the best day of my life. <laughs> this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> um, Chris Chichi uh, says, why? These are, all right, we need to, like, uh, these are all themed that are Patrick versus Jerry themed. Guys, we actually get along pretty well. Like, he doesn't have a great record against me, but we're, we're, we're pretty yeah, good Yeah, I don't friends. have a great record against cheaters. Yeah, sorry. You need to cheat more. Uh, why Jerry hasn't paid the cabal to make him win versus Patrick, or is Pat the cabal? Hashtag Jerry Gate. Sure. Pat, are you the cabal? I mean, I if I was the cabal, I could probably afford to play more, uh, like, Magic Online. You know, uh, that's just what a member of the cabal would say. <laughs> Uh, Brayden, Brayden has a question for you, Adrian. Uh, he says, you know, where are you? <laughs> I'm on the Facebook page. Oh, no, oh, no. oh, oh. where, yeah. <laughs> awesome. the, um, uh, Brayden asks, uh, I know Adrian makes robot parts at work. Is he trying to build a robot that can pilot tin fins? Ooh. <laughs> oh, you know what would be really fucking slick is if I CNC machined out a dope-ass playmat in metal. <laughs> that fucking pin fit shit right there. Uh, judge, my opponent's playmat cut me. <laughs> it's all like razor sharp in the edge. Yeah. Well, he said cut his deck. Just <laughs> <laughs> like lifts up the playmat and just like hack it down from above. Just cuts the deck plain in half like with a butcher cleaver. <laughs> um, alright, here's an actual question that's not an inside joke. Um, what is the best entry deck into Legacy, in each of your opinions, and uh, which did you start with? So, uh, Joe, why don't you start start us start us off here? What's Absolutely. the best intro deck, and what did you start with? Uh, Death and Taxes by far. You get free wins against Sneak and Show, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's absolutely the best deck in the format. <laughs> did you start off with Death and Taxes yourself? I did. Um, I started off with Death and Taxes. It gives you the ability to learn how every other deck interacts in Legacy. Uh, for Death and Taxes to be okay. Back up. If you play Death and Taxes and Legacy and it's your first deck, be prepared to lose every match you play for about three months. You just you said have you get to... all these free wins, and now you're telling them that they're going to no, lose? No, no. <laughs> you, you get free wins against Sneak and Show. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you have to learn how every other deck in the format wants to interact, what cards are valuable to them to know you know, what cards to name with Phyrexian Revoker, you know, it, what hands you can keep against combo decks because some hands just will not interact with Ant or Tess. Won't do it. Some hands lock Ant and Tess out of the game. You need to know how what the goal of every opponent's deck is. Um, but no, like the first three months picking up death and taxes, be prepared to be humbled. You tend to lose, or at least everyone I know that started with it has lost a lot. Mm. Oh, that's all. That's all good advice. Actually, I like that a lot. Jerry, wh- what do you think? What do you think is the best intro deck for Legacy? And what did you start off playing Legacy with? Um, so I'm gonna cheat and say two, depending on the type of person you are. Um, so if you're a combo person, I would say Reanimator is the best one to start off with, especially if you go with that sweet budget uh, black red Reanimator list. Um, I think that's probably the cheapest combo deck you can build. That also has a really good win percentage. And if you're a more fair player, I would actually say Eldrazi is probably a great way to get into the meta. Um, because you don't really need to know that much about other legacy decks in order to do well with it. But as long as you just kind of keep your eyes and ears open, you'll 
pick up about the format just just through playing it. Um, it probably won't, you know, be as quick a learning experience as if you did a more interactive deck like Delver. Um, but I think if your goal is just to, you know, take down some tournaments and have fun and, you know, get experience with the legacy format, I think Eldrazi is one of your best choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as what I started with, um, I guess if you counted Stasis way back in the day, but that was kind of when we were just goofing around, you know, we were also playing like Vampiric Tutors and Demonic Tutors. Uh, we were basically playing vintage without power. Um, and then when I came back, uh, to Legacy after I had quit for a couple of years, um, I started with, uh, Blue Black Reanimator, uh, which I really enjoyed. Nice. Uh, Adrian, what do you think, man? Pick something you like. Yeah. Like, you're like, I mean, you, I, I guess, I don't know, everybody do their own thing, but like, I think Jerry was just saying it too. If you like to play combo decks, pick a combo deck and, Reanimator is definitely, but probably pretty fucking solid. If you don't like creatures and combat, then go for ant. I don't know. You pick something you like. You want to do if you like something that's cheap. I guess you can go for burn. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like my, I you know I've said it in the past. I really like the idea of Merfolk. You can at least take it into modern. You can take it into legacy. It's it's been a deck forever. You know I, I'm not i'm not one to go well i gotta play this deck because it's the best deck this week so i don't really fucking like the best deck now can change with the release of the next set mm-hmm. you know it may take a little while but a deck is usually good for a while and i think joe mentioned it too pick it like pick a deck that that you can see yourself playing and pilot it don't you know don't expect the deck to win the game expect that somehow you're going to know something mm-hmm. yeah you'll learn something and you'll be able to play that specific deck you, you can play many different decks like as far as what I started with, oh shit, don't do this shit, man. I mean, actually, it wasn't, it wasn't really bad, but like, I, I, I just started with fucking cards. Like, I just wanted to start playing again, and I had, um, at the time, I had, uh, very, I had an abundant amount of resources, um, to pick up a deck, and I remember looking at people, I'm like, if you had, like, fucking any amount of money that you could just play a deck, what would you play? And, and some of the guys are like, oh, lands. You know, and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really sound like fun to me. And I just ended up doing like ridiculous, stupid shit. So I remember one of the first decks that I put together, um, and this, this will sound as bad as it, it was fun. Like it was funny. Uh, it was an elf deck, but it was not an elf deck because it had Eureka and Jace. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an elf deck, except it had none of the pieces of elves. <laughs> and it had of like why is that card there? I remember like one of the first decks I put together too when I started getting back into Magic was High Tide. <clears throat> okay. And like, it, um, oof, that's a hard deck to play. I think that would actually uh, be my answer a- if I could put together any deck because I can't afford Candelabras. I would love to play High Tide. Well, well, the funny thing was like I, it was one of the things with Legacy. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna I want to play some fucking cards, and I remember these from when I was a kid. And yeah, they're expensive, but I'm gonna pick them up anyway. And then I picked them up, and then their price like fucking tripled. And I'm like, <laughs> right, well, High Tide really is fun, but it's not that much fun. Like, <laughs> Shovel pretty fucking fun, and Sneak Attacks are pretty fun. And I just like started don't go into. I'll play. Like I said, you know, I'm putting back together land tax painter servant, so you can ask me <laughs> what I like to play, and it's probably, I, I could really give a flying shit what's on the SCG list. <laughs> no, I, like, think that's, I think that's one of the coolest things about you, Adrian, is that you play the decks you love, and I think it's, I think that's one of the things that I find admirable about you, is that you don't really care what is on MTG Top 8, you're about, like, what does Adrian want to play this week? 
Well, I'll t- I mean, one of the decks that I loved, I mean, it, it gets on MTG Top 8. I, I'm not a, De- I'm not a Delver player. I fucking hate the little insect. Um, <laughs> I personally, I love Shardless Bug. Mm-hmm. That, that deck is so much fun. And I'm, I'm putting that back together, but it's such a big fucking pill. It takes me a while to put that yeah. one back together. But like, Lantax Painter Servant, I could put that together not too bad. You know, it's gonna take me a little while, but once I get the Mox Diamonds and the fucking Scroll Racks, everything else is stupid. It's like a quarter. Like, get yeah. a, abolish Circle of Protection Red. Like, <laughs> this shit's awesome. <laughs> um, like, what, what other deck plays a Circle of Protection Red? You know? <laughs> fucking uh- nuts. <laughs> uh, so for me, uh, I started off playing Legacy with Burn, but I, I, I'd say that my first real Legacy deck was Blue Red Delver, because I only played actually one day of Burn and then started building Blue Red Delver. Um, that's what I took to my next uh, event and played that for like a solid like six months or so. Um, and I really like the deck. Um, I, I actually wouldn't, I wouldn't mind recommending Blue Red Delver for a new player, but again, I agree with Adrian. It really depends on what you like. So don't be afraid to proxy up a, up a bunch of decks and play them out like, Bring them to a, you know, have a friend proxy of a bunch of decks and, and play them together and bash heads and, and, uh, and see what you like because one of the things about Legacy that's great is that when you buy a deck, it's there forever. Like you don't have to worry about rotation. You don't have to worry about, you know, anything else. You just play the deck, but it's also expensive to buy into and like buying into, you know, a deck after deck after deck just to kind of try them out and see what you like isn't going to be the best for your wallet. Like that's one of the nice things about Legacy is that the cards don't rotate, but it is an investment. And so I recommend, you know, kind of figuring out what you like to play. Like Jerry said, if you like combo, like there are a bunch of combo decks to play. If you like creature decks, I mean, you have elves, you have a bunch of creature decks to play, you have Stoneblade decks, and if you want to play uh, terrible games of magic, there's always miracles. So um, it's a deck for everybody. <laughs> and uh, I just recommend, uh, you know, seeing what you like first and then picking you can a deck. Always, you can, yeah, you can always make your own deck too, man. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, when I started playing again, I put a deck back together from from when I was a kid. And then I'm like, oh, well, let me play some Legacy. And then somebody pointed out the band list, and I couldn't actually do, like, Dark Ritual, Underworld Dreams, and Wheel of Fortune. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's fucking terrible. <laughs> so I'm like, well, then what can I do? Like, I guess, you know, those are probably some good questions to ask yourself, too. Like, me, I like drawing cards. Some people like making people discard. You know, some people like to fucking blow up lands. And, you know, I actually enjoy land tax because I just like to make people afraid to play lands. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so Ian's got the last question here. And this is very good. I like it. I'm going to try to read it as, I way, as the way I feel like he typed it. Uh, what's your favorite Pokemon, Jim? And who cares? Put Adrian back on the cast, you clowns. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's back. <laughs> Ian's fucking uh, awesome. Oh, you know what? That reminds me, I still, I've got something on my fucking coffee table. I, I gotta, the three of us gotta get up to acting or I gotta fucking get down to, um, I don't know, wherever the fuck you guys are. <laughs> I, I still have some shit here for you guys and I, I gotta get up to acting a see and anyway. So. Nice. I'll try to get so, up there this weekend. Nice. Are you gonna go up there this weekend? Uh, I'll try to get up there on, uh, on Friday. I gotta see if I can get someone to watch the boys. Uh, one of the reasons I couldn't cast last night is cause, uh, Liam came down with a pretty nasty sickness, and he's still he's still sick today. But I just really wasn't in the mood to uh, to, to cast last night. I just had a pretty rough day overall. So um, glad we could do it tonight. And we were able to get Joe on the ca- on the call. And uh, we've been trying to get Joe on the cast since uh, Columbus in June. So <laughs> <laughs> I made it. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and I would like to take full credit for Adrian coming back. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
just claim it. It's yours. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> we did it, guys. We got Adrian back. We weren't sure if he was if he was still around. I mean, we tried to get a hold of him. He doesn't answer my calls. He doesn't answer my Facebook messages. How was Borneo? Oh, yeah, that's what happened because I shut my droid off too. So I've been like down in Connecticut, and I have like no fucking Wi-Fi. I got no Facebook going on anywhere. So all I have is my flip phone. It's, yeah. No Old Facebook school. messenger on there is what you're saying. There's no Facebook messenger on my flip phone. <laughs> I remember it was the time Celso sent me a text and asked me if I saw his tweet, and I sent him back a picture of my flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised your phone can send pictures. <laughs> well, I Get sent him the picture from my droid when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, before we devolve into talking about cell phone plans... Um, was there anything else anyone wanted to talk about tonight? Is there anything else anyone want to bring up? Feeling extra extra passionate about on this wonderful Tuesday evening? Nah. All right, Jerry, bring in the heat. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> uh, so you guys want to do some scoops in the top eight? Scoops? You know, sure. let's talk about something I feel a little passionate about. All right. All right. Counterbalance top. God damn it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Settling for a long one, boys. <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of quick. I was, I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like, doesn't that really, you know, when it's, when it's, when it's in place, does it just tend to feel to everybody else like it's one colorless mana, target player discards a card? Uh, it depends. I don't, I don't mind counterbalance so much against Eldrazi, but. Okay. Depends on what you're playing. All right. Sure. I think the, uh, I think the deck, I think Miracles uh, is a beatable deck, but I think that it does have a suppressive effect on the format. I think we'd see a lot more cool creature decks if uh, if Miracles terminus wasn't around. Was or ter- yeah, sure, Terminus. I think there's you know I think there's an argument to ban top. I think there's an argument to ban Counterbalance. There's an argu- argument to ban Terminus. Um, I prefer Counterbalance, Terminus, top in that order personally. Uh, but I think I think that I mean. I guess there's an argument that Terminus is like the biggest uh, violator of rules in that deck, like it's or the one, biggest one mana Wrath of God. And yeah, one mana Wrath of God's a little bit rough, but like if their Wrath of God was four mana, would that really matter anyway? No, no. I mean the big thing is instant speed that they can just float it on top for forever and use it at the perfect moment. That's also true. Um, I mean, and there's the argument that top does extend gameplay and that it makes rounds go long, which is also true. Um, but as Adrian's made abundantly clear, like there are other decks that play top and they're not. They don't have egregious time issues that Miracles can't have, so I think the top is okay. Um, I don't know. I think that Miracles... I was just wondering if it felt like fucking target player discards a card to anybody else. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes... Like, there, I, there's been times where, like, you kind of play out a one-drop. If you have a bunch of mana, you've been holding it, like, sandbagging a bunch of cards... You play out a two, maybe. If that gets counterbalanced, you try to play out a one. You see what they have in their top three, because they don't always have a one, two, and three in the top three, so you kind of have to poke and prod and see what they have up there. And oh, there's, yeah. a little, there's a little bit of play to it. but Got to poke and prod and see what they have up there? I mean, right obviously. Yeah. You have to, yeah, you can't just like jam yourself in there. and, and yeah. Well, that's going to happen. You can get shredded. I know, right? Starfish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh anyway. Uh scoops? Yeah, let's do some, let's do some scoops. <laughs> Joe, we'll let you go first. We don't we don't uh do shout outs in the cast, we do scoops in the top eight, so who do you want to scoop in this week? Yeah, I have a bunch of people I wanna scoop in. I would I would like to scoop my mom in, thank her for uh raising me and all that stuff. <laughs> um 
Now she can never say I never said anything nice about her. Um, I'd like to oh, scoop you can. guys in. Well, she probably will too. Yeah, mom's actually like, can. Oh, jeez. Uh, I would I would like to scoop you guys in for being the uh, best legacy podcast I've ever listened to. Aw, thanks, man. And it's easy when like the bar's low, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there another legacy podcast though? Yes, there's, there's quite a few actually. Yeah, Tusk really? Talk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Those I, guys are from Atlanta. They don't know anything. <laughs> There's Legacy Breakfast. Legacy Breakfast is great. Brainstorm Show is really good. Uh, Legacy um, Alert with Jamie There's, there's, there's oh, one Legacy. out of Massachusetts with fucking some guys, too. Legacy Weapons really good. Yeah. There's yeah. some good ones out there, but... Oh, did I say Legacy Alert? That was my mistake. Uh, Yeah, Legacy's Lure. That's a podcast. Okay. Yeah, you all are better than all of them. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. Other cats, if you're listening. <laughs> of course they're listening. This is where they get their material. Um, uh, we're shunned from the legacy podcast community. <laughs> I would also like to scoop in Reed Duke. Yeah, I like yeah he's a fucking good guy. <laughs> Are we having our designated redo gushing hour? Yep, Continue the redo hour. <laughs> Let's fucking do it up. <laughs> he deserves it. Uh, uh, yeah, I like scooping in. I'll, I'll go next. I'll scoop in redo as well. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, you better also. <laughs> what, is that a threat? Yes. <laughs> Yes. You better scoop Reed Duke in. You better. <laughs> or else. Just, just scoop in Reed Duke's hair. <laughs> so, I'll do well, that. I'll scoop in Reed Duke's hair. Well, what was your what was your interaction there, Joe, that, that makes you scoop in Reed anyway? Oh, he's just handsome. I like to scoop in handsome. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, great. Now I'm offended. I don't want to scoop in Joe, too. Uh, uh, Joe has been one of the... One of my favorite people to listen to on podcasts, uh, and it was awesome to hang out with him at GB Columbus. We had a really good time, and I've never seen anyone solicit our legacy podcast as much as Joe did. <laughs> as hardcore as he was, oh, we just heard round after round. Y'all like podcasts? Y'all like podcasts? <laughs> oh, it was great. It was no Joe was awesome to have in the house. You know, I mean, it, it's funny. Like Joe was, you know for all intents and purposes, uh, essentially a stranger. Like, we had interacted a little bit on Twitter and stuff. And I, I, but I didn't know if he was going to steal my kidneys while I slept or not. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, that's, that's certainly possible. Oh, please, those things had taken a beat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it was it was awesome to share a house with you, man, and it was a, it was a good time. It's definitely something I look forward to. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to do a repeat uh, when GP, uh, what is it? What is it? Vegas. Oh. Well, it's Vegas for sure, but there's another one in... Oh, in uh, Kentucky. Yeah, Louisville, right? Louisville, GP Kentucky. Louisville. Yeah, so we're going to try to do that one. If you all fly down, I'm going to be driving up. I can pick you up at the airport. Oh, that'd be, boy. That'd be awesome. I, I've actually never been down to Kentucky, so I think I'm going to try to get down there for that for that GP. I think it's well, like... We can uh, have a good time where, in Louisville. Where, 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 GP, where, oh, GP it's Louisville? Yeah. It's like January 6th through the 8th, I think. It's the beginning of January. It's my birthday weekend. To spend it in Kentucky. <laughs> well, you can probably get some pretty good bourbon down there. Think, uh, it's right? it's so funny. Like I tell my work friends who don't know I play magic, like, oh, I'm going on these trips. And it's like, oh, where are you going, Columbus? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, where are you going for your birthday, Jerry? Oh, I'm going to Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, you have family down there? Nope. Going on a trip to New Jersey. Hoboken, New Jersey, this month. 
so true. It's so true. Uh, the areas without the context of a legacy scene. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, what about, who are you going to scoop in this week, man, besides Rick Duke's hair? Uh, I'm going to scoop in my coworkers for that. <laughs> May they never know. <laughs> Uh, I'm also gonna scoop Joe in. Joe, I've, I've missed your sweet dulcet tones ever since the GP. <laughs> it's good to get another uh, another fill up. <laughs> uh, I'm also scoop Adrian for you know showing up this week. <laughs> I know it's been great. Good He's effort. Got a video chat on. I feel like uh, it's like it's like I have proof of his existence again. It's great. Hell yeah. <laughs> I know there was some speculation that Jerry hired fucking hid my body underneath the <laughs> Those rumors were wholly unfounded. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you can see it, uh, Joe, but J- uh, Adrian's sitting on his uh, r- like rocket ship couch that does all kinds of stuff automatically for him. It's amazing. Oh wow! <laughs> it's like it's all electric, and it's got like lights and fucking sound bars, and I think it can drive him to his kitchen if he wants. <laughs> and it's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> this is how one gets comfortable. <laughs> Good. Uh, what about you, Adrian? Who are you gonna scoop in this week, man? Grizzlebrand. I like it. Fucking Grizzlebrand. Big Daddy. Uh, you know, I, no, I do, I want to get up to fucking acting, man. I, I, even when I get up there, it's too bad, too, because I never get to see Jim up there. Every time I go up there, he's not there. Jim not dredge. Does he play up at Etsy? Acton. Yeah, yeah, that's my son. Etsy. Game of, yeah, act, alright, Acton, sure. What the fuck are you calling it? Etsy. What did you call my mom? <laughs> Give oh, me et Etsy from like etc. Okay, yeah, yeah. God, that sounds like T. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, no, like, I liked it. I liked it. I'm like, you know, he doesn't go to T too often. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about acting. Yeah, no, he's he, he was great, man. I, we, a fucking steakhouse then was hilarious. Oh, Jim's awesome. Yeah, it was Jim's, great. Ian's awesome, and Flip's awesome. <laughs> yeah, some fucking good guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, uh, so. Uh, Joe, someone wants to find you on Twitter or they want to find your podcast and listen to your wonderful southern accent. Where can they find you, man? Uh, I don't actually have a Twitter. All right. I think I might, I might have a Twitter. I don't know. There could be one. <laughs> but if you want to get a hold of me, the best way to do it is thebteamweare at gmail.com because the good B-team addresses were already taken. Um, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Yoda, Yoda's email handle. <laughs> the B-team we are. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we're on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook, uh, the B-team we are, facebook.com backslash the B-team we are, or you can find me on Facebook. Just search for Joseph Gardner or Joe Gardner in Knoxville, and you'll find me. <laughs> All right. What about you, Jerry? I'm at J me three R D. Oh my god! You just look for a way to fuck that up every week. <laughs> it's like it's like I love it when people like give you a phone number and they just do the numbers all wrong. It's like yeah, I'm at uh six two four seven eight nine eight seven. <laughs> uh, what? No, it's no, it's best when they're like, all right, it's uh, it's five six. 20 <laughs> Are you reading off Powerball numbers? What is <laughs> oh, it's the worst when they leave with like uh it's uh uh sixteen seventeen. It's like god damn it, can't fit these ones in here. Is uh, that like the European way to do it in like chunks of two? 
It is true, yeah. It's true. I mean, I don't remember phone numbers anymore anyway. I have them on, on my cell phone. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys remember once upon a time you could call somebody by only dialing seven numbers? I mean, you can in Rhode Island still. Rhode Island, I, ha- have- I have to- I have to dial one first to call my cell phone if I'm at home. <laughs> and, you are you have seven like, numbers? Yeah, I mean, well, like, yeah, in Rhode Island, uh, there's no, there's only one area code for the whole state, so you can just dial seven numbers. In, Down Mass, here in Tennessee, like, you just pick up the phone and ask the operator <laughs> the next. <laughs> Sometimes it's the operator you want to talk to. Switch, you leave the stove the on. Operator, they're like pulling out those big like quarter inch plugs and plugging them in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Adrian, what about you, man? If someone wants to get a hold of you on Twitter or talk to you about tin fins, uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of me, they probably got to follow Jerry's map. I think he put me in the third <laughs> column from the back left of the parking garage. You suck my <laughs> battleship. You can find me uh, on Twitter at Bathamatrixter, uh, on Facebook with the Leaving a Legacy Facebook group, and uh, yeah. That's about the ways to find me. <laughs> uh, and if, if someone wants to send you comments for our comments drive, which we are still doing, uh, donations have slowed down a little. We might have dried up the local area because we took in about 60,000 cards or something obscene like that. Uh, Why, did you bring them all down to Tony yet? I still, no, I still have some. I have to make a trip down there. I am and currently I, getting I, some I, of my I, own I, comments and uncommons together, so. And I want to scoop in G2 games. How's yeah, that? man. Yeah, Tony's awesome. He, uh, he, he's helped us donate a lot of money to MGG Cast. And to Wounded Warrior and to St. Jude's, which are all well-deserving, uh, non-profit organizations. Uh, yeah, so if they want to send some comments, uh, where do they send them, Adrian? To Pat Ugolo. <laughs> they can send them my address. I'll put it in the show notes. It's easy. I can remember that. I can't remember the one that's in whatever, wherever your P.O. box is. Hey, Pat, yeah, if people yeah. want to egg your house, uh, where would they find <laughs> 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 Uh, you can find me at Pat Eugle on Twitter. You can find the show Leaving Legacy on Facebook. Uh, hop in the group. Uh, it's always a good place to talk to people. Uh, it's when, it, when, when it's spoiler season, it's always fun to be a part of because people are just having crazy co- crazy conversations in the comments thread. Uh, everyone gets excited about it for Legacy. Uh, you can find the show on iTunes. Search for Leaving Legacy. Leave us a review and tell everyone how much you uh, appreciate uh, Joe coming on the cast. Leave us some stars. And, and bringing uh, Adrian back. And bringing Adrian back, yep. Risen from, you know, Joe? Jerry entombed him, and, uh, and, uh, Joe, uh, animate, did the animate dead on Adrian. Comes back a little bit less powerful, but he's still here. Okay, now you got me thinking. Have you guys ever listened to Gravediggers? I had Pat listen you, to it a while ago. Did you ever listen to that fucking, uh, 1-800-Suicide? <laughs> Where is this coming from? Because <laughs> he keeps saying fucking words that are in the song, so the song comes in my head, and if you ever heard the song, you would know where it was coming from. What else do the voices tell you, Adrian? <laughs> oh, my God, if you ever heard what the voices in my head told me? Oh, it is, it is, I am certifiable, dude. Good. Um, uh, it's not even, it's not even fucking subtle. Okay. <laughs> Jerry, you want to roll a d20 and get us a song that we can play us out of here? Hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> like Papa that. needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> fourteen. All right, let's see. One, two, uh, fourteen. The one and only Kyle uh, with Sunspots by Nine Inch Nails. Okay, I've never heard that song before. Oh, you ah, uh, what I miss? What I miss, Adrian? Adrian? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> You, you, you sure? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong, Adrian? Uh, what's right? <laughs> Adrian doesn't like the the music. The choose using the dice to choose the music. He wants to play old school rap tunes, like nineties yes. rap. Fucking time. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh boy. All right. Well, in that case, here we go. Play us out with something sweet, Pat. All right. Hey, oh, 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 Pat, Pat. Yeah. Play us out with something sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's my line. Sunspots cast a